Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully recovering from last week. Aren't we, Nathan? We're yep. excited. We're happy to be here. I get the headphones now. I see Our Lady of Chestover in the corner crying because of your poor Stop performance it. last Stop time. Stop it. That's a scar on her face. Last okay. podcast. Yeah, well, you better <laughs> stop. Okay, so listen up. We should probably tell them about why we're why we're starting off the podcast now with like you know Phoenix? random intros. Oh oh oh. So can we confess that? Uh, we should. It's Lent. Well, I don't know, but I now we should. Well, but if we say something about it, then are we liable? Because mm. then we had knowledge. Well, we have knowledge. So here's what happened. Okay, so, this is all hypothetical. Hypothetically, and it's off the record. Hypothetically, two seminarians in January of 2010 start right. a podcast. And they love Edgar Meyer. They love his music. So they use his music as the introduction, thinking, surely no one will ever listen to this. Surely this will never be a problem. Right. Three years later, we thought, oh, there's something called music rights. We should probably buy them. Or we should look it up. Or we should look it up. And I wish we wouldn't have, because we realized we're in trouble. Well, trouble is a you know interesting word, because it's only, what, 90 cents. Only 90 cents, ladies and gentlemen. That's great. You know, per, per download, po- per, no per podcast, ninety cents per podcast. Uh, so we got what hundred podcasts? That's nine hundred dollars. <laughs> who who cares? We'll raise I that. I think it's per download. And, no, it is. That's what that you you took away the punchline. Oh. Then it's per download, and it's like, wait a second, we have three thousand subscribed listeners, and we have absolutely no idea beyond that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we owe somewhere around three hundred grand. Yeah. No, I don't know how much. Keenan movie. We're in Bonnie Rubble. Oh yeah. Trouble. Trouble. Name it. It's Ocean's 12? Ocean's 11. Really? And that guy went to East High School in Denver, actually. I don't know his Shut name. Shut up. Yeah. Crazy. He looks like... Uh... Anyways. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's our confession. Uh, so, we're in the process of writing new introduction music, which scares well, me. Yeah, but we don't... Scares me. We're having fun with it. We don't have to write any music. Let me tell you something. If Kanye West sues us, because we used uh, flashing lights That's one right. time, that is a story... Man, that's a great homily story that's for my great. college music. It's a great homily story whenever I'm like... <laughs> sure, I'm going to be bankrupt. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I could cover about two downloads with my bank account right now. So Yeah. I think I'm somewhere around five. <laughs> so that's seven. So we only have, what, 3,000 times 130 podcasts. So that's right. Math was never my strength. But yeah, well. We'll just put it at about 1.1 million, something like that. We'll have to sell the companion at some point, house. At some point in time, we had a PayPal account. But... So don't tell anybody. That's right. But we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it, and we're very contrite. <laughs> we're very contrite. If they ask about it, we're very contrite. We're currently assembling our fine team of lawyers, all of our you know wealthy and powerful friends. Oh, so. yeah. And if any of you are lawyers, <laughs> it would really help us out if you could get, you know, send us a, send us your, you know, briefs. We're, we're hitting we're hitting an all-time low here. We usually ask for help. Last time we, had, we begged for money for a new M-Audio. I don't even know what the machine's called. This time, now we're asking for legal help. Mixer. Mixer. So, anyways, Sir Mixer. There's the there's the confession. Happy Lent. Happy Lent. We're now two weeks in. By the time this comes out, thank God. I mean, uh, which is fun- I love Lent. <laughs> I just love this time. Which is funny because as of now, in pot in podcast now in real time, we have not broken our Lenten penances. But by the time this is published, mm-hmm. all will be wasted. That's right. All will be lost. Today, somebody offered me a cupcake, and instead, I said, "No, I'm eating this banana because I love Jesus." Just love Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, my uh, my resolve is paper thin right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I always start strong. I'm always excited. It's the first day. Woo! So does everyone. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I got to go to bed eleven o'clock every night. That's my penance. Yeah, that's big. I try. 
uh, I well another confession, and well, I, I, we could do two confessions in this one. I can't absolve you in this form. But, um, this could be really bad. I was bottle fed, okay, <laughs> which you know seems like a non sequitur, but um, I think that's the reason why I bite my nails. So I'm a nail biter. Winston Churchill was also a nail biter, so I'm in good company. Um, but I'm trying to break myself. So of the did habit. you did you give up bottle feeding for Lent? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm going. Never mind. Okay. Anyways, um, so then I'll be sitting there because I, when I'm bored or tired or like not paying attention or hungry or you know like I just don't want to do anything else, I'll just you know bite my fingernails. Somebody's like gagging right now. Okay, so but I save all my clippings and I made a necklace out of them. Okay, now they're really gay. Oh gosh. Okay, so no the um so then I'll be like reading and I'll be like you know biting my fingernails and then all of a sudden I'm like. I'll have this thought. I'm like, I shouldn't be biting my fingernails because that was my penance. And I was like, huh? So then I start thinking about it as I continue to bite my fingernails. So <laughs> apparently there's a disconnect. Why am I telling you all this? You put something nasty on your fingers. I've tried that. There's really? this thing called no bite and it just infuriates me. <laughs> so you so just that, bite through? So then I bite, then I bite my fingernails as I bite the stuff off. I like chew it off and spit it all out. You're going to get addicted to this, like paint thin or something on your. I am addicted to paint thin. <laughs> Third confession. Why am I talking about this? Okay, because this podcast is a unique, a new approach. A new, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time you've you've had success in other areas. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. This is John Nepple and Nathan Goble, Catholic stuff you should know, offering you some tips on penances, Lenten penances. Do 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 do. Oh, shoot. That was Jeopardy's theme, so we're probably... No, it's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Add that to our lawsuits. <laughs> Pat Sajak oh, just charged me a dime. <laughs> All right. And if you guys download this 3,000 3, times, I'm in big trouble. Okay, so what is the purpose of penances? Um, that would be a great podcast. I don't, yes. know, if that's, I don't know if that's what we're going to no, do. No, this is a new approach. Fresh. Fresh. Relevant. Do you have, do you have like Updated a Updated for the modern age. Do you have a pithy saying on how to, like, how to properly approach penances? Like what... What is the purpose of Lenten penance at all? Uh, usually I say, don't give something up. Do something. Mm-hmm. Because that's the big thing. Love my mom. She's giving up chocolate again. We had this conversation. She doesn't care. Love her anyways, right? Giving up chocolate. It's a good thing to give something up. Yeah. But is this going to actually lead me to deeper intimacy with Christ? Am I going to live a more authentically human life yeah. because of it? Or is it just, I gave a homily about this. I said, now I'm addicted to English gray tea. English breakfast tea. And Earl Grey. That's what I meant to say. About three minutes in the last podcast, you'll realize. What I started coughing, but I told him, I said, why am I drinking English breakfast tea? Because I drink too much coffee. So I thought I could sub it. Now I'm drinking too much of both. Why do I drink too much coffee? Because I don't sleep enough at night. Why don't I sleep enough at night? Because I do too much and I work too much. What's the, oh, I just came all the way down to the deeper level. You just work too hard. So man. what I told him is don't give up your recent addiction like I am every single Lent. You've got to go deeper. Otherwise, you're just, it's going to be yeah. reinventing the way you're medicating your life. Yeah. No, um, well, that's, that's interesting. Twofold, um, because uh, I gave a homily about that, and I was well, it wasn't really a homily. A reflection. One of those practice ones that you give in front of a camera. But I said, look, I've got all my Dove chocolate over in the corner, you know, because I won at bingo at, at the seminary. Thank nice. you. Um, so I got my bag of Dove chocolate and my Oreos, and I'm like, sweet, I'm saving those for Sunday. Okay? Okay, I can save them till Easter Sunday, too. It doesn't matter. But... I'm still thinking about the Dove chocolate. Right. The other thing is Downton Abbey. Say I gave You're up. You're giving up Downton Abbey? No, I'm not giving that up. Okay, good. But hypothetically. Okay. 
It would still be on the DVR. Really? It would still be online. I'm right. not actually giving up anything. I'm just delaying gratification. Uh. Well, if the Christian life is all about delayed gratification, which, you know, for some people, yeah, it probably is, you know, in terms of I give up things now so that I can join it all later. Right. It's like, well, I hope heaven is a lot more meaningful than Dove Chocolate. I hope there is Dove Chocolate in heaven, but I hope that there is something like even more like at the core of Dove Chocolate, which I, I don't know. Right. No, it's it's very interesting because, and I was preaching about this today. It's like, there's part of us that think we've kind of taken what the world says, which is like the Catholic Church is all is making sure you don't have too much fun and too much pleasure. So you better suffer, right? That's right. And you better not have as much fun as the other guy who doesn't come to church, who didn't grow up Catholic. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Self-denial. But it's separated from the relationship, I think, from discipleship. Yeah. So it just becomes this kind of like... But then again, there's something in the human hearts. Like, why did a million college kids come to confession and mass yesterday? It's like something about Ash Wednesday. They come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Third favorite sacrament. What, ashes. ashes. Yeah. Well, that's great. Not a behind sacrament. donuts and <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah. So it's but it's like there's something in them that says this is good. Like denial yeah. is good, but it's not Christian. A lot of times, mm-hmm. it's like it's good. The athletes down at the I'm going to the CU basketball game tonight these guys know all about self-denial way more than we ever will and uh right but but what makes it uniquely christian and what's going to sustain us other than the prize the gold the riches the fame yeah and it's saying like when you fast when you fast you know anoint your head Mm -hmm. and you know wash your face and everything so like jesus wasn't saying when you do something he was actually saying when you fast when you give something up you know like don't be so glum about it right or, like, if you are going to be interiorly glum, you know, don't, like, share it with everybody. And, I mean, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the banana. It was just like, I wanted that freaking cupcake, right. you know? And the fact that I was eating this banana wasn't even that heroic <laughs> because I was still hungry after I had this amazing pasta and this great salad. And so I have this banana, and I'm like, I really want a cupcake. <laughs> but instead, I'm, like, eating this banana. Well, do I care about Jesus at all while I'm thinking about this banana? Well, kind of, but I'm still thinking more about the cupcake, right? Right. So why is it that our desires just like go out and they want to attach to these kind of lower things? And then in Lent, when it's the time to like, you know, really reflect back on the encounter with the Lord, being in the desert, having some discomfort. Why? So that we can center ourselves on the comfort that God wants to offer us. I still don't even know if the comfort that God wants to offer me is any better than that pink cupcake that right. I that I need to get eat today. Right. You know. So anywho, um, and then it was great because we were t- we were talking uh, John of the Cross. John of the Cross was getting into this. In um, you're uh, big on John of the Cross right now. Well, it's one of my classes. So that's the question. What are you going to do? That like. What's going to keep you from just gorging on cupcakes in Easter, or me from whatever, or anybody who's giving up anything? You know what I mean. Okay, so I know exactly what you mean, John. <laughs> no more. Now, Nathan's going to be awkward and uh, because we two beautiful people just walked into the basement. Whatever. Right? My marriage prep couples. No, they are beautiful. They're all beautiful people, <laughs> but these are the, the most of them all. So Ryan Larson and Megan Conahan, welcome to the podcast. They are an awesome couple. Awesome. You get to work with people like we'll this. We'll do a podcast on them. Just, well, just, just on your relationship. So tell us more. We're so excited. Ryan, how does that make you feel? We're going to do the fo- focus inventory right here on the uh, podcast. No, just joking. Okay, back to the super interesting topic. Okay, we're doing... She's got a good laugh. We should keep her on. Uh, yeah, we had we had bad experience. I had a bad experience. Um, okay, so we're talking about Lenten penances, but the, the point is 
I'm still attached. I'm still more attached to the cupcake that I lost. Right. And even to the banana that I'm currently eating than I am to the Lord of the universe who offers himself in the sacraments and in this unique time of, for lack of a better word, espousal um, in Lent, where like, you know, Israel in the desert, we're called to go away in seclusion and solitude with the Lord so we can rely more on him than upon the material things that we create for ourselves. Okay. So if I'm so consumed by what I'm losing in my penances, right? I'm upset because I can't drink coffee or I can't eat my cupcake. How do I get over that? Teach me your, teach me your way. Teach me your statutes. Okay. So we, we, we foreshadowed uh, with John of the cross. So I want to read from you from this amazing book, uh, as um, Dr. Anders would say, thin gold, um, this is called The Impact of God by Father Ian Matthew. You heard about this guy? No. Great guy. English, Carmelite. Read it with um, your English accent then. Your Mrs. Doubtfire thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, okay. Okay. So then we were talking about sensible objects, attachments, la, la, la. Right. Okay. So, for John, created beauty is beautiful. People, art, nature. What concerns him is is not so much the people or things being loved as the loving heart. This is John of the Cross. That, and this is Father Matthew speaking, that is where freedom and slavery are played out. Quoting from Book 1 of Ascent of Mount Carmel, St. John of the Cross writes, I don't your Spanish accent because St. John is from... <laughs> just joking. We are, not, we are not talking. <laughs> we are not talking here. Oh, that's French. Okay, so let me just do it. This is important. So, what concerns him is not so much the people or things being loved as the loving heart. And then this is where he quotes um, The Ascent of Mount Carmel, book one. Quote, we are not talking here about giving up things because that does not strip the soul of her affective drive or if her affective drive remains set on them. We are talking about stripping away the craving for gratification in those things. That is what leaves the person free and empty in their regard, even though she still owns them, because it is not the things of this world that take up space in the person or do her harm. No, it is the will and the hunger for them that dwells inside of her. The focus is on desire. This is where he, uh, Matthew picks up again. The focus is on desire. If this gets out of place, disordered, it curls up, curls in on himself, itself and chokes the person's openness to the other. Okay, so distill that down for me. Okay, so I can can take I can take I can take the cupcake away. I can take the alcohol away. I can take Downton Abbey away. Not Downton Abbey. But my desire, my desire for Carson and Dove Chocolate and Maker's Mark still remains. Okay, and so when when we remove the sensible objects, is my is the is the problem the object itself? Now, if if for for Lent you're just like you know I've I, I, it's kind of weird, but I enjoy kicking puppies. And so for Lent, I'm just going to stop kicking puppies. But like every Easter Sunday, I just go back to kicking puppies, you know. So you can have bad behaviors, you know. You can be an alcoholic and think, I'm going to give up alcohol for Lent and, you know, pick it back up. They probably wouldn't. But, but if you lose the desire. What is – what? it's the attachment that is in the soul that is far more important. Than the and object. So, yeah. And so, because the object is neutral, right? Right. I mean – uh, as we said in you know previous ones that that our our relationships there can be there can be neutrality in there but we can put so much of an attachment upon 
the relationship itself that um, it's actually bad for us to continue in it. It's actually bad for me to continue to like eat my fifth cupcake um, because I actually have an over attachment to food or to drink or to uh, music. And so that's why like in pulling back from those things, we, we, you know, pull back the, the tide, if you will. And what's left is kind of the sediment of our over attachments, our desires, our disordered affections and everything. So like, you could be watching six hours. I mean, nobody's watching six hours of TV, but I used to as a kid, you know, cartoons or something. Oh, yeah. You could be playing Skyrim for three hours every morning. <laughs> My brother's probably doing that uh, right now. I was now. just thinking of yeah. Steve Nepple, who plays as a cat. <laughs> What a loser. Man, there's just too many confessions, man. Okay. Now you're taking my family he down. Doesn't, he doesn't play as a cat, but I just thought I'd throw him under the bus. Anyways, so, but like when when we pull back the... the Object. From the object, we realize, what's my attachment to this? What's my affection? And that's where God wants to maneuver. That's where God wants to really work on your heart. Um, because he wants, not that you need to get rid of all these things, red meat or... Um, or chocolate or Downton Abbey or whatever. Um, it's not that those things are, are bad in themselves. It's that if we love them in a way exceeding our love for the Lord or for the things of the spirit and the soul, then that's troubling, right. you know? My, my old speech director used to say, all good things in moderation. And uh, we lose our capacity for moderation when we get too attached, and that's why we got to pull back. I like what you're saying, though, that what God wants to do is not get everything out of your life. He doesn't want you eating chocolate. He doesn't want you drinking alcohol. He doesn't want you right. doing anything. He just wants you to be able to enjoy good things in moderation. Mm-hmm. And the way he has to do that is to purify the heart of the attachments and the desires, yeah. which I think we get attached to. Why am I obsessed with Downton Abbey or with Maker's Mark, whatever? Well, it's because I'm um, I'm medicating something deeper yep. that God has to heal. Deacon Joseph Lejoie in our class today um, said that it's important for us to remember that Christ in his first miracle not only changed water into wine, but it wasn't just like Carlo Rossi wine. It was good wine. Like the the head waiter, the head steward, who actually knows wine and knows something about wine, um, said, you've saved the best for last. So it's not like Christ said, oh, begrudgingly, I will give the people what they want, you know, but I'm not going to give them good stuff. And then in the other thing is, in with, with Christ, he says, you know, John the Baptist came fasting, and you called, said that he was possessed by a demon. The Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and you call him a glutton and a drunkard. So did Jesus enjoy hummus? Did Jesus enjoy chicken shawarma or whatever else is from the Middle East? I don't know. But he was obviously more concerned with the individuals that he was sharing the meal with than he was with the meal. But does that mean that he totally, like, you know, didn't care about the meal at all? You know? Um so I think it's just I think it's just important for us to realize that even the Son of Man came eating and drinking, you know, and he did fast. I mean, that's what we're called to image in um, in our Lenten practices. You know, Christ fasted for forty days. Nice. Okay, so one last quote <laughs> because he's talking about a tourist. Like being a tourist is actually a fun thing. Going to new places, meeting new people, right. trying new foods. But if we spend all of our life as a tourist and never have any home, this is Father Ian Matthew saying this, if we never have any home, um, then we're not living in stability. We're actually living in stability. 
and people who live out of their suitcase will confess to this all the time. You can only eat in restaurants so many times before right. it's just like, Ugh. I just want something made from like a regular nonstick pan, you know, from Safeway and just like my mom makes it. Um, so he's saying to live, th- this is where Father Ian Matthew, you know, continues his discussion to live on likes and dislikes, um, gratification, affective drive, kind of your emotions keeps one a tourist doing doing more and more experiencing less and less this is to live on the level of sense it refers not so much to the sensory the body the emotions as to the person who is hostage to his or her own needs and the sensory side of the person can symbolize that bodies and emotions are a rich blessing when they're in place but they tend to turn imperialist and extend dominion over the whole person making us sensual sensual man the person enslaved to each next moment. So that, that thought of our emotions being imperialist, so like an emperor, and exercising dominion. I mean, that's what we call the Lord, Dominus. So who is Lord over your body and soul? Is it your sensory drives? Is it your uh, emotions? Or is it the Lord of the universe who wants to give you freedom? And those same things, you know, right, right. God's not going to just take away all the things that you love, your family, your friends, your music, um, food, you know, whatever, fun. He doesn't want you to sit in a corner for the rest of your life and be unhappy right. and then someday die and enjoy like the surprise party of happiness. Um, he wants you to experience freedom in this life. Freedom and the good things of this life. Freedom right. in the good things of this right, life. Right. Um, and not... And not just say, well, I'm free from those. You know, somebody who turns his nose up at alcohol or turns his nose up at people listening to, you know, whatever, Mumford and Sons. Speaking of the good things of life, these two are waiting for me okay. to go to dinner, so we better. I told uh, them it would be quick. Finish it, it off here. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.